So that's something else we've gotten into heavily this year is tissue testing. Every farm, several times even, and we've found a lot that we can get a lot of benefit out of that. Global shortages are causing farm input costs to skyrocket. A better way to farm shows you how to take control of inputs and maximize profits so you can farm the way you want. Now, from America's heartland, here's your host. Hey everyone, Tyler here, field agronomist with The Better Way to Farm, where we spend each and every day providing solutions to farmers to grow better crops and to make more money. I hope that you're having a great day, and we thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Now today, we've got an interesting series coming up on wheat, and so we invited a newer grower to the team. She's doing a fantastic job. They've already done some fantastic things. I know that we had an interview recently with one of their team members that's doing some great things. So we wanted to invite Lorna on. Uh, She's a grower from what I would call Northeast Missouri, but she calls East Central Missouri, where they farm, you know, row crops, corn, wheat, soybeans, all that fun stuff. They even have some cow-calf herd and a pie collection, I'm going to call it. So Lorna, I can tell that she's passionate about her pies and her semi-trucks, which I always enjoy, which uh, makes it for a great conversation when, when you go and you sit down and you can about talk to anybody and everybody for talking about semi-trucks and making pies. So Lorna, I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you very much for joining us today. Hey, Tyler. So the main reason why we wanted to call you guys and really kind of get your thoughts on how you're growing wheat. I know that in the past, and, and I've said it before on some of these podcasts and Rod's talked about it, you guys have had some tremendous success in a short amount of time with our program and, and some of the products in general. And that's not necessarily what this is about. It's more about kind of your process. And we want to share with the growers that we have, you know, we talk a lot of corn and a little bit of soybeans and some forage and wheat's kind of on that back burner, but we do have a lot of clients that do grow wheat. So to start this off, why don't you just kind of mention a little bit about where you're from again and and what you do and who y'all do that with and all that fun stuff. And then we'll kind of dive into the wheat side of your production operation. Thanks, Tyler. So my I'm a fourth generation farmer from Middletown, Missouri. And my great grandma was actually the one who bought the farm back in the 1940s. So we come from a long line of stubborn ladies. And I'm <laughs> proud to get to be part of agriculture and get to farm alongside my dad, my mom, my grandparents, and my sister, and now my boyfriend as well. And so it's been really fun because we each have different interests. So Originally, I you know loved bottling baby calves, and now I've figured out my interest is really watching those plants grow and seeing everything we can do to make them have the greatest potential. And we grow corn, soybeans, and wheat, as you said, on our farm operation. And as for the wheat, in the past, we had best, and so we kind of got away from drilling the wheat. We went mm-hmm. ahead and started seeding it by broadcasting it with the fertilizer cart. So we use about 50 pounds of P and K to get that fertilizer to carry out or to get the wheat to be carried out there as a carrier. And so we do that in the fall, whenever we seed the wheat and then we work it in with our turbo till and then at green up. So, you know, that it's a winter wheat at green up in the spring, we will go ahead and we stream on some nitrogen as we go through that season, we just keep feeding that wheat and we, we end up making about five passes across the wheat. Sure, which is fantastic. And that's one of the key things that 
you know, when you look at a better way to farm and the clients that we come in, I know that you guys came in a little bit, not only as, as a user, but you know, you uh, were approached with the idea of joining the team, especially on the sales side. So there was an opportunity there as well. But the biggest thing is, is really just kind of taking that management level to the next step. So when you cross that wheat five times, you're doing that more than most people do. But the other side of it is, and I want to hit on it, is something that you mentioned about dry broadcast. Now, I want to take it a step kind of before that. Where have you guys been kind of getting your recommendations or, or how do you, you know, with, with the fertility that you have or making the five passes, where does that plan start? Sure. So after the combine, we go ahead and we plant a 107-day corn, which is pretty short for where we're at, but we're trying to get yeah. that crop off a little we know from experience, when we plant our wheat sooner, we seem to have better luck with yields and test weight and just general health of the plant. Mm-hmm. So after that combine goes through and we usually plant wheat after corn, we go ahead and soil test and those recommendations go off to those soil tests go off to Midwest labs to get back a recommendation. We use that as our roadmap throughout mm-hmm. the rest of the year. Yeah. And so I'm just going to put a shameless plug in here, but I'm assuming that those tests when they come through Midwest labs actually come through our system that we have in place at a better way to farm, I'm assuming. And again, the nice thing is that if you listen to Rod talk for any amount of time at all, you know that we really have a passion in liquid fertility. Uh, That's where we see the efficiency side of things, but from those labs and with those recommendations, you can actually build like you guys are doing a dry broadcast program because that works in your operation, right? So now that you kind of have those recommendations, how do you follow those throughout the year? I know you said you you made up kind of a 50 pound dry broadcast blend that you blend your wheat into to kind of help as a carrier push that stuff through. So kind of walk through the fertility side of things and and what you guys do throughout the year, you know, those multiple passes that you make. Sure. So after we seed the wheat, we get to that green up stage in the early spring, we're going across it and we are streaming on, I think it's about 40 to 50 units of end, kind of depending on the fields and depending on that soil test. And then from there. Now, real quick, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. When you're streaming that on just with the nitrogen, I'm assuming it's a 28 or a 32, correct? Do you yep. add anything else to it, like a we, sulfur or anything like that? Are you doing any of that stuff? Or We haven't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe in the, in the future, um, we haven't in the past. As we go forward, it's neat with this system. We can add things in and we can yes. kind of play with that yeah. based on what the soil tests and tissue tests are calling for. So that's something else we've gotten into heavily this year is tissue testing every farm several times even and we've found a lot that we can get a lot of benefit out of that and it definitely pays the tissue tests and and more so yes and it's neat to see the tissue tests move sometimes it's hard to see a smooth but a tissue test i'm putting in a shameless plug for tissue tests i've done a lot of it now (laughs) (laughs) that you can see those actually move and you can observe that plant health as well so we do an early fungus quilt um, we saw some some interesting things out of that just as far as plant health. We do a second streaming on of nitrogen. We do a palisade pass. We do that to keep the plant a little shorter. And by doing that, it seems like we had better sustainability in the wheat. So it's the plant growth regulator, but kept it a little shorter. We yep. tried some acres with a second plant growth regulator. So we did like 40 acres and we haven't combined it yet. So we'll, or we, we did, excuse me, but I don't have the numbers back on that yet. As oh, far sure. as did that 
add test weight and head size or was it just, you know, or did it counteract the palisade? So we're kind of interested to see when those numbers come back, what that will look like. And then some of the other passes we do would be a fungicide pass where we put in a, this is the first time we did this was two years ago. We did a foliar feed with our fungicide pass. So we put mm-hmm. in like a high nitrogen product that you guys encouraged us to use. And yep. we did um, the same variety, either side of the gravel road. We did acres with the foliar and the fungicide and then seven acres with just fungicide. So we had about a $78.19 return on that um, fungicide pass. Which is absolutely foliar product. Yeah, which is absolutely huge. You know, that's one of the things that I, I tell that story all the time. And, and I know that on previous podcasts, I've talked about that, that that 15 bushel increase, you say it's a product, but you know, and I know that it's not just the product, right? It's truly following the four R's. So yes, one of the four R's is, is the, the source, right? But it's also the timing and the placement. And I think that those are things that are absolutely critical. And I, and I think that not only using the right source at the right rate, but the timing and the placement was what got you that extra 15 bushels. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, I would say so. You know, we had never done foliar feed in the past, but what had discouraged us was the type of products we had been exposed to from the co-op would burn into the leaves, like um, a coron or something like that would burn into yeah. leaves versus like laying on that leaf and taking in because it's a softer chemistry. Yes. And so when we feed our crops, we really try to pick out products that are going to help us instead of hurt us. For example, we just put starter on the, the planter this year for the first time, and we're picking out products, um, working with you guys to find those that are soft chemistry and not going to crow out that planter. And dad's not going to spend money on a planter. It's just, you know, <laughs> rusted out right away. So that's just an example. That's a, that's a key on our farm. Yeah. You know, the, the one thing that I know, you know, some of us on this team know is that especially your loving father is not going to go out and, and just throw money, you know, up into the wind for no reason at all. He's going to make sure that, that you guys are doing things as efficient as possible and, and that you have that one dollar and that you've got to take that dollar and you've got to squeeze it as hard as you can to get the most out of it. And again, I go back to, you know, we, we have a certain way that, that's laid out. It starts with the soil test, right? You add the tissue test to it. But from that game plan, you can say, hey, look, this is what we recommend but what works in your operation? You know, one of the things that I, that I do want to bring up, we talked about it a little bit before we fired this episode off, is that you haven't found a good way to apply the seed treatment, amplify to your wheat yet. And we all know, I, I know that you guys know as well, you guys do a fantastic job doing demos and research and all that stuff. You guys know what Amplify does on wheat, but it just hasn't worked in your operation. So, could you kind of share a little bit about and speak from the heart, you know, all truth here, some of those difficulties when you don't have a massive operation. So you can go out and you can just buy a seed treater and then have all your wheat stored there and treat everything and do all that stuff. When you have to work with other, I'm going to call them retail locations or whatever. Can you kind of talk about some of the conversations? I don't want to say heartaches because I mean, it's, it's some, some of it's good, but can you kind of speak to kind of to those terms? Sure. I've worked with the local co-op for the past 20 years and I think they've done the best they know how to do. And, and there's been times we just want to do a little better. And so they have been decently open to working with us when we want to try something different. 
you know, now we're, we're doing more liquid things. So we're pulling away on that perspective, but we still need to use their fertilizer cart, rent that to apply the wheat. We still are using their PNK and things like that. So this will be the first year, but we, we have asked if we could go ahead and give them that you called it Amplify D seed treatment. And that's what we use. It's like a blue powder with a talc carrier and it really sticks that seed well. And on corn, we see the corn come up quite a few days sooner. Yep. Um, Besides <laughs> what this is going to do on wheat. We've seen the demos from you guys. And, but I think it's just a matter of being creative and, and helping that co-op see that this is important to you as a farmer. This is affects your bottom line. And then if they're not open to it, maybe you just get creative on your own. We did get, go ahead and get just a little mini, you know, $400 seed treater yep. and we can do liquid that way. And so there is a liquid version. And so if all else fails, we might just do our own, but we did that on all of our corn, all of our beans this year. And that was a major ROI producing machine. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, and you have seen these in some of our fundamentals of agronomy program. We put up the pictures, um, even in the, the section when we talk about the Amplify product. But, you know, Chris Ledbetter has, he, he was on a few episodes ago, I think about a half a year ago now. I know I was in pro ag season when I was talking to him, but he has an unbelievable Amplify study. And he even has one on liquid. He has liquid on his drill and he's got a pretty cool liquid testimonial. You know, it's one of those deals where he forgets to turn the switch back on after he stops and has some lunch and has some delicious pie that his lovely wife makes and then jumps back out in the tractor, fires everything up and doesn't turn the switch on. And you can see, I mean, visual, but I, I can't remember the numbers, but it was uh, pretty significant numbers. I mean, the, the other interesting thing is, and I know you guys have seen this, is that corn does the same thing, but weed, it's so noticeable that when you feed it right, it dries down faster, which is crazy to me that you would think a short stunted plant that doesn't look as healthy would just be drier by nature, but it's not the case is that the plants that are actually fed correctly are the ones that reach physiological maturity faster and the ones that dry down faster. And from that, not only do you get yield, a little bit of test weight, but protein, protein is absolutely vital. And I know that, that you guys have seen that. So do you have numbers on, on, I, I know that you got some 15, you know, 15 bushel yield increase. Um, but do you know plant health, uh, not plant health, but um, like test weight and percent protein? Have you guys seen an increase in that by chance? So Tyler, we don't test for protein, but on test weight, we do look at that. And so we're, you know, upper fifties, lower sixties, which is higher than we're used to. So we're pretty excited about that mm-hmm. as far as test weight. And we see that happen late season. So doing that late, later season, fungicide and foliar pass is what we contribute to that test weight. The main thing we've seen, I would say, is the plant health looks better. That is important to us because we want to prevent disease as much as we can. Every acre of wheat we grow is for seed. And so mm, okay. we are to have really good quality. See, they like it when we have a better test weight. It's always yeah. exciting when those varieties are doing well, because then they can pass that day along that excitement along to customers wanting to buy the wheat. Yeah, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So as we kind of wrap this episode up, you know, you shared some fantastic insight and information. For those that are listening to this episode, what information do you have for them kind of geared towards wheat, but maybe it's something else on your mind or in your heart that you want to share uh, as we as we close this out? So I think it's absolutely possible to 
to raise 130 and 140 bushel wheat. Now we we can say we've done that. Don't never set the bar too high, right? So if you're looking for a way to get there, you know, just be creative and work with these guys and they're going to help you figure out where's the hole in your operation. It may be different than the hole in ours, but how you get it to that next level and, and how you could potentially have another 15 bushels in the first year. We were really excited about that. The other thing I would mention is plant health is everything. Yep. Every time we've paid more attention than anything else, it's it's paid us back madly. Anybody who's combined down crop, especially down wheat, they know it's not a lot of fun. And so yes. if we can make that crop stand up a lot better. That's that's huge. A lot less loss, a lot less headache when it comes to fall. Well, technically in the middle of the summer when it's really hot and it's already itchy <laughs> and you don't want to be out there. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's generally the hottest time of the year when you guys are out chopping that stuff or, or almost yeah. when you're out harvesting. So I do want to mention um, I, I appreciate you you saying to reach out to us and everybody hopefully knows how to contact anybody at the Better Way to Farm team. But you guys also have your own business. Why don't you go ahead and share a little bit about your business and, and how, if anybody has any questions, how they can reach out to you, uh, you know, via phone number or social media or whatever. Appreciate that. So, yes, been farming my whole life. And when I went to college, I was trying to figure out how to come back to the farm. And so my boyfriend and I started this business where we could help farmers and it's been fun. So we are doing ag consulting and yep. we're doing ag sales. So chemical fertilizer, things like that seed. But one of the main things we get to do is it's been kind of fun. We spend a lot of our days in the sprayer and the spray truck. But yep. if you have questions just about agriculture in general, or maybe how to, how to start something like this, or um, if you just want to learn, learn more about growing wheat, we can help you out with that. So you can reach out to us at our business page at Amped Up Ag, A-M-P apostrophe D, Up Ag, or you're welcome to reach out to me by phone number. And my phone number is 573-6-A-U-7268. And we'd love to chat. I'm happy to help you guys any way we can. Well, that's fantastic, Lorna. Thank you very much for the time. Again, it was a great conversation. I absolutely look forward to seeing you. I know I'm going to be seeing you soon at a pro ag or, or maybe it's another meeting, but I'm looking forward to it. Yes, I love those pro ags. <laughs> I've been to eight now, Tyler, and I still learn something new every time. Hey, you're getting there. You're getting there. I, I think I only went to 18 last year, so uh, <laughs> you're getting there, but that's fantastic. That's fantastic. When I started I was right there with you. Now I'm fortunate enough to be asked to help present. So uh, one of these days, uh, well, I know that you were up there uh, with me a, a time or two last year as well. So you'll continue to work on that. And, and again, thank you very much for all the information and, and all the time today. And thank you everyone for the love and support, not only here, but on the Facebook page and other forms of social media as well. We hope that you enjoyed this episode on the A Better Way to Farm podcast. And remember to like, subscribe, and leave a review for us so that we can improve this show and bring you the best content to you listeners. And as always, we hope that you have a better day. A better way to farm.com. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.